Today's scripture will be from Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 through 27, and Galatians chapter 5, 5 through 6, and 16 through 18. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh (laughs) and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. That scripture always makes me cry. (laughs) For though the spirit by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumstance no, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through us. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. I know that you can pass a cold and you can pass flu, but I didn't realize until just now when I kissed my wife this morning, I also, she passed that frog. I can't seem to get my uh, throat clear either, so watch out. Watch out about, you know, kissing your wife. I'm telling you that. A minister had just finished his sermon on temperance. And with great emphasis, he declared, and if I had all the beer in the world, I'd take it down and I would throw it and pour it in the river. And with even greater emphasis, he said, and if I had all the wine in the world, I'd take it down and I'd pour it in the river. And showing that the crowd was, the congregation was starting to get really excited, he decided to really get excited, and he began to shake his fist heavenward. He said, if I had all the whiskey in the world, I'd take it down, and I'd cast it into the river. His sermon complete, the minister exhausted, he went and sat down to catch his breath. The music leader stood up and enthusiastically said, and for closing him, let's go to sing number 365, we're all going to gather at that river. I want to talk today about the Holy Spirit. You know, all the songs that we've sung are to open our hearts, our minds, um, to the reality of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is your gift for the asking. You know, it's that simple. The Holy Spirit is your gift just simply through your asking. That's God's love and desire to bless you so that you would have that, that wonderful gift the third person of the Trinity, comes to live within you at your request. And you know, the song that you, or the, um, uh, the last song, Created Me a Clean Heart, actually comes from Psalm 151, or excuse me, just Psalm 51, which is, is David's psalm right after he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And he comes to the Lord and he says, and if you ever want to read that, it's a powerful, and that song is his words um, that God would, create with him that clean heart and would not take his spirit away from him. And the reality is, as long as you're the Lord's, he never will. He has created a clean heart in you. And the Holy Spirit is what I want to talk about today. Have you ever 
been given a love letter that touched your heart so deeply that you just wished you could get behind the words and actually experience that love that was expressed. The Bible is God's personal love letter to you. And the Holy Spirit is what will enable you to get behind those words and experience the very presence, love, and grace of God in your life. The Holy Spirit is the author of Scripture. The third person of of the Scriptures, that's what makes them inerrant and infallible. It's God himself who was behind those sacred Scriptures. And that Spirit is, is what enables you to experience, encounter, and know the love and grace of Jesus Christ. But it's only the Holy Spirit that allows that Scripture to touch your heart so that you can know Christ and experience that love and that grace. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you're simply going to be reading words. It's a spirit that allows you to get behind those words to experience that power that exists within those words. Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 5 that there are two natures at work in every single Christian. Those two natures are the spirit and the flesh, or what Paul calls in Ephesians 4, the old person and the new person, or the new self and the old self. And the reality is at any point in your life, Your life is going to be controlled by one or the other. You're going to live by either the flesh or the spirit. The choice is yours. You see, the human body in itself is not sinful. The human body is simply neutral. But you decide, it's your will, it's your decide whether or not it's going to be the Holy Spirit that controls you or whether you're going to choose to walk in the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, you'll glorify Christ. If you walk in the flesh, you're going to simply satisfy and gratify yourself. And you make that choice. It's as simple as simply saying, there are two horses, the spirit and the flesh, and you choose which horse is going to go. It's you who chooses to say, giddy up. You choose which horse you're going to ride. Ezekiel 36 is God's promise that one day, He was going to create a new covenant. And that new covenant is the promise of Jesus Christ. And you read it in Jeremiah 31. You read it in Ezekiel 36. In the promise, God says this, I'm going to remove from you your heart of stone. I'm going to take out of you your sinful heart. And I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to give you a sanctified heart. And then says God, and then I'm going to put my Holy Spirit in you. Before you accepted Jesus Christ, your sinful nature ruled unopposed in your life. But when you accept Jesus, God gives you that new heart. And God puts his Holy Spirit in you, giving you a new nature. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you now have a new nature. As Paul would say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ Jesus who now lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live through the power of Jesus Christ, who now lives in me. You now have Christ's spirit in you if you are Jesus Christ. And it's Christ's spirit that makes you a Christian. The problem of the human heart is not so much that it desires bad things, but has an inordinate desire to gratify self. 
You know, there was a Peanuts cartoon a few years ago, and it uh, showed Lucy, and Lucy's there pondering the mysteries of the universe. And she turns, she says, Charlie Brown, why are we here on earth? And he replies, to make people happy. And Lucy ponders this for a moment, and then she asks, then why are others here? In verse 17, Paul says the spirit has passions and yearnings just like the flesh. So what does the Holy Spirit yearn for? What is the Holy Spirit's passion? Jesus says in John 16, the Holy Spirit will come into the world to glorify me. To be led by the Holy Spirit is not about being a better or nicer person. It's about being a transformed person. It's about being a new person, a person who desires but one thing, the will of the Spirit, to glorify Jesus Christ with your life. For it's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone who has died for your sins and set you free. Apart from Christ, you are not free. Our flesh glorifies self and yearns for the things of the world. The Spirit glorifies Jesus and seeks to draw your heart to yearn for the things of the kingdom of God. So the question we need to ask ourselves constantly, as Paul's saying, daily examine your hearts, but the question is this. To what does your heart most yearn right now? What does your heart most yearn for right now? In Scripture, a sheep is a clean animal, while a pig is an unclean animal. Now, Paul is saying that the old nature is like a pig, always looking for a new mud hole to wallow in. Our new nature is like a sheep, yearning for that which is clean and holy. Now, the person without the Holy Spirit only knows the desires of the flesh. So without the Spirit, sinners think a pig's life is normal. They think it's good because it's the only life they know. So before our hearts are transformed by the Holy Spirit, we are all like the pig, self-centered, pursuing the things of the world, and caring only about our own gratification, walling in mud hole after mud hole because we don't even realize that God is offering us a crystal clear lake. Our heart is like a house. And like a house, our heart has many rooms. And if you're going to experience the power, the love, the grace, and the joy of God, every single space in your house, every closet, every nook, every cranny, Every room in that house has to be given over to God. And only God can cleanse every nook and cranny and room and closet. But you have to be willing to turn over each and every room to God. The problem is that we always think that we can clean each and every room. We think that, you know, I can make myself good enough for the Lord, I can clean that room good enough. And so we turn on the light and we begin to clean those rooms, clean out those closets and do our job, and we think we've done a pretty good job. What a good boy am I. And then we open that shade, pull up that curtain, down comes the sunlight. And when that sunlight hits those rooms, we see all the dust particles 
We see all that stuff we've left behind that only God can clean through his Holy Spirit. In our own power, we simply cannot beat the flesh. Only the Holy Spirit can truly cleanse and transform our hearts and make us holy. But you must desire. It must be your great desire in life to invite that Holy Spirit to come into your life and cleanse and transform you. And you do that by giving your life to Christ and seeking Christ's glory and choosing to be obedient to his will. Even as born-again Christians, we will continue at different times to seek to gratify, you know, our lives, our sinful nature. In fact, Paul says in, in Romans 7, 15, what I want to do, I don't do, but what I hate, I find myself sometimes doing. As Christians, the reality is at times we're going to fall back into the flesh, and then when we look in that mirror, you know what's going to see? Our little piggy's going to be there. But the reality is, if you are in Christ Jesus, you can say, but that's not me. That's not who I am. I know that I'm a precious, precious Lamb of God. And if you will continue to give each and every nook and cranny and room and closet over to the Holy Spirit each and every day, I guarantee you this. One day, you're going to look into that mirror and you're going to see who God says you are all along in Jesus Christ. You're God's precious lamb and you are holy and you are pure in his sight. Scripture's clear that what you believe in your heart about life, about God, will determine how you will see yourself and how you will live out your life. You see, every day, you choose to build on one of two legacies. And it's those two legacies by which you will be remembered in life. If your greatest concern is your reputation, how people see you, then you will build your legacy here on earth. You'll try to please people. And when you die, you'll be eulogized by people. But if your greatest concern is your character, how God sees you, then you'll begin to store up yourself for yourself treasures in heaven. And my friends, then when you die, you're going to be eulogized by God. Can you imagine one day hearing God say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into your Lord's rest. And you choose by your daily living, by your choices, which legacy is going to be the most important to you. Amen.